Hi, and welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Howard Drew Karsh. I've been a successful agent in Canada's largest market, Toronto, for over 30 years. And in the latter part of my career, I co-founded Canada's largest independent brokerage, Right at Home Realty, with a roster of over 5,700 agents and growing. In 2020, I retired to start this podcast, and it's been a remarkable opportunity to meet interesting and highly successful guests to find out about the careers and get their insight into our business. We're delighted today to have Mary Fitzgerald. Mary is a highly successful agent. She's also one of the stars of Netflix's very popular Selling Sunset. And Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a delight. So I'm going to ask you the question that you, you probably answer in your sleep, and it all comes down to how did you first get connected with the Oppenheim Group? Well, um, I've known Jason for about 15 years, mm. and um, it was back when he was was an attorney, actually. Oh. Um, I met him and Brett uh, together at Amanda's house at a cookout. That is, um, that is tying yeah. it all together, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was my first introduction. I, you know, I didn't really hang out with them that much for a couple of years. I was raising my son in the South Bay. And, um, but we knew each other, knew of each other, kind of like, you know, we chat here and there. And then when I moved back from New York, um, started dating Jason and, um, and yeah, he was just, he just started the Oppenheim group. He was still working out of his house. Um, and basically when he started the actual brokerage, I joined. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, before the, before we started recording, uh, you and I were talking about the business and I want to kind of pick up on that that people who are not in real estate and they watch uh, your show uh, and they're not happy with their job and they think, whoa, I could make millions by being in real estate. Do you, do you get people yeah. asking you about, you know, how do you, how do you become successful? Is that a common question for you? All the time, yeah. probably a hundred times a day on Instagram, <laughs> on emails, on, on everything. And I'm probably being, that's a low number, really? yeah. uh, but there's so many new agents and every place we go, they're like, I just got my license um, because I watched you on the show and I'm so excited for people. I'm glad that, um, that it's inspired people to get into real estate. However, I don't think they have any clue how difficult it is to start. Um, like, like I said earlier, it's like, it, I think the show in some ways, it shows the ups and downs, but in in other ways, I think it kind of sh makes it seem like you just throw on a chic outfit and some Louboutins and, and you walk in and, and sell a $10 million house just like that. And it's just not the way it works unless you're the luckiest person on earth. I mean, that is not the way it works. There's so much hard work and grind that goes into it to prove yourself, to build up uh, your clientele list um, to establish yourself as a successful agent to get those $10 million homes. Um, and so, to get referrals, to get referrals from happy clients, right? That's exactly the goal. That's how I get, yeah. I would say 90% of my listings and, and my deals. Um, almost every single one is from a referral. I have been lucky to get a couple new clients um, or a lot of new clients. Uh, from the show, but most of them are referrals. It, it's really interesting. Uh, in my career at uh, at the company, I, I was one of the co-founders. We had no agents when we started. 
and yep. and people didn't think we'd survive. So that you know, outside of my real estate career, that's a whole different story. So when you talk about Jason starting, uh, you know, a company, I can relate to that. The other thing is. Uh, young people, when I towards the end of my career at the company, um, instead of managing, I, I focused on recruiting. And when I would meet young people, just like the question they'd ask you, because they'd look at me, I'd been successful. And um, if it was a young guy, could have worked with a young girl, I suppose. Most of young guys would say to me, um, you've been really successful. You know, how can I be successful? And I'd say, well, I can tell you how there's a guaranteed way where you can be really successful. And they'd say, what is it? And I'd say, marry a developer's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. That is true. <laughs> right. That's the only way I know for sure. But uh, yeah. most most didn't. So, but but what else? And I'm listen. I got questions, but but it's just fun talking to you because you you're really experienced in the business, and we could talk about this. Is something else when I when I started, uh, and I, I think you'd relate to this too. One of the managers I had, we were talking about, like, you know, in the office, the dynamics. I don't even know what, what's the right word, but let's use dynamics. In, in, our, in our office? Right. Yeah. Well, your office, your office is the epitome of dynamics. But yeah, there's he, a dynamic for sure. Right. Well, and how do you stay? Anyway, what he was saying, he said that agents are like sharks. They don't swim in schools. Yeah. I, I mean... I don't, I think that's very true. Um, but in our office, I think we're a little different for the, besides a couple people, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, but, um, but the rest of us, we really help each other out. Um, we support each other. Um, uh, when I was on vacation, I had a couple different people reach out. They're like, Hey, while you're, while you're in Hawaii, do you need anything? Do you need me to help? Um, to try to help keep my escrow going so nothing falls through. Right. Um, and I, I just think we're more of a family, and we really do want each other to succeed. Um, you know, we're happy for each other. So we're kind of different, well, I think. But if you're on a team, you help each other out. Well, I also think it's it's it's, it's a compliment to, uh, to Brett and Jason to set an atmosphere like that. You know, that, you know, if you've been in other companies, uh, whether it's franchise or non-franchise, um, that's not always the way the vibe happens, right? And and it, it's, um, I mean, it's just great that that it is that way because it's to say the least a very emotional business. Yes, and, uh, it is. You know, they also yes. don't teach you that. I always say that to other people getting their license. One thing they don't teach you in the licensing course here or anywhere probably is how to deal with the emotions because it's 90 you have to be a therapist of sorts. All right. It's 90% emotion and 10% selling. That's the way I look at it, right? Uh, you're absolutely right. And I think any successful agent like by once you realize that and you and you learn how to deal with your clients, um you're 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 90% way there. Um because it is in in residential real estate, it is so emotional. People are um, are emotional from they're moving, they're moving, they're getting married, they're getting divorced, they're having a baby, they're whatever, like this lost their job, whatever the situation is, um, it is emotional. It's the biggest purchase they'll probably ever make. Right. Uh, and unless it's an investor that simply looks at numbers um, or it's a commercial deal, it is, it's a highly emotional transaction. So you have to, when your client's freaking out about something, you're like, okay, this does not make any sense. You have to like 
read between the lines and anticipate. It's like, okay, why are they really responding this way? And how do, how do I approach it to, to get them back calm down and, and back on track, um, figure out what their concerns are. Um, is this, are they really freaking out because they're not sure about the house or are they freaking out for some other reason? I, um, and you have to, you have to kind of play therapist. I think I used to always look at it this way. If everything's going along smoothly and all of a sudden there's a wrinkle, mm-hmm. I went on the basis. There's something I don't know. They're not yeah. telling me. So the, the goal is to, you know, to question in a way that's not threatening, but to find out what that is. And then you can deal with everything. The the other thing, and I'm sure you're this way just from watching you on the show and talking here, is the good agents don't say to their clients, you should buy this. Uh, you should pay this amount of money. You should accept this amount. They, and I use this as my language, is when people would say, yeah, Howard, you're the agent. You know, uh, you, you tell me, you know, what, what should I offer? Uh, what should I accept? And I'd say, my role is to represent you on the sale. Your role is to make the decision. And where the agents screw it up is when they decide they're going to tell the client what to do. It never works out. Right. And I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think unless there's like, I, I think the only time where I'm, I will give in, well, I'll give insight. But if it's a multiple offer situation, which happens all the time right. in this market, um, I, you know, I'll give guidance on, okay, this is where they're at based on this information. This, I think you would likely need to come in around here to, to be in the, in the running, um, to get the house, but it's, it's up to the client at the end of the day. How much is this home worth to you? Um, uh, this is what the market value says, but how much is it worth to you? That's a great Um, line. That's that, that. You should send this to all your prospects because <laughs> it sets their mindset the right way. Uh, it's a terrible trap to be the agent and to give a price. You, you can't guess it right, right? And yeah. mo- well, there's multiple offers in Toronto like there are in L.A., like there are in Chicago, like all the cities now. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and, and the crazy prices that even the agents can't imagine why people pay so much. So, yeah. you know, to pick a price, yeah. you're in trouble. But. But I think to your point about referrals, um, that's that is the ultimate goal in the business because then then people, you're not going through the whole credibility thing. You know, so and so suggested I speak to you. We're thinking of buying. We're thinking of selling, and then you just have to be professional. And uh, and the other thing is you're not spending all your time prospecting because people are calling you. Yeah. Right. And it, exactly. It, it, yeah. I I mean, I, right now the escrow it's multiple deals I've done with this, uh, with this lady and, um, she's great. We, we get along very well. We joke back and forth with each other because I, you know, when it comes to listing the home, um, she's very colorful. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's like, I know, I know, Mary, no fun. I get it. I'll remove all the fun out of the house. <laughs> I get it. And, and so we just like joke back and forth because with the staging portion, I know she doesn't want to stage, but there's certain aspects. Um, I love you, but you need to appeal to the masses on this. So most people aren't going to like this crazy head on the wall. It's like they're going to, their focus is going to go to that right. instead of what they're supposed to do. So we, we have fun with it now. But in the beginning, I had, it was one of the first 
I think one of the first listings I had when I started at the Oppenheim Group, and and I was a little intimidated to tell her like certain things. And Jason would come in, he's like, "That looks like crap. Move it. Take it away." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Jason, no, you can't do that." And so he and I are so funny. We he's so direct, and he's just like, "Do you want me to tell you the truth? This is it. This is how you're gonna list it at the top price." So. And then he and I work so well together because of that. He is just so direct. And then I'm like, wait, wait, like help their feelings. I'm like, what he means to say is like, <laughs> is this. And so people think we're hilarious when we come in and, and do stuff together because he gets the point across and I, I, um, smooth it mend their feelings <laughs> well, it's like good cop bad cop right I yeah mean, it, i mean pretty and, much yeah. and I, also, I also think that um you know when he comes and does it he's not performing it's confidence he knows he's yeah. right right and that's yeah that was he doesn't the, care if he hurts people's feelings either i'm like there's a nicer way to say that yeah, but that's because he owns the company, and and it's it's many. <laughs> he would. I'm assuming his first real estate client didn't get the same treatment. Probably not. Yeah, and and I'm much more direct now too. Yeah. But I still I I I cater to people's feelings. I still get my point across though. Uh, listen, it's it's all about confidence. I think there. You know, when they call in a number of agents, the and and it's empathy and and being empathetic to the client. And genuine, genuine is the word, you, you know, I, I can't even tell you how important that is uh, uh, in this business. Because if they meet you and they feel you're genuine and you're empathetic, nobody else has a chance. It's not even about real estate, right? They just want to yeah. work with people they like and trust. Exactly. Right? So, trust is, is everything. Right. Um, I think, you know, having that rapport, you don't even have to really get along with the person that well. But if they know you've got their back and you are doing everything you can that's in their best interest and not in your own, like where you're short-sighted, which is something I see a lot of agents doing, like where they're short-sighted, they just want that commission check right now. And instead, it's like, you're if you build the trust, you are going to get that commission check regardless. If it's this house, if it's another house, don't shoot yourself in the foot right. because you're never going to work with that client again. The other thing, um, some of the trainers used to say, you know, you should work with everybody. And I, I couldn't do it personally, because if <laughs> someone's calling me at eight in the morning or seven in the morning or one at night, or I had to like that person if I'm taking yeah. those calls. So I would only work with people I liked. And the result of that was once the transaction's complete, they end yeah. up being friends. Do you find that in your world? Yeah, we I become friends with many, many yeah. of my clients. Yeah. And um, we talk all the time. Um, we'll just call and say, hey, what's up? How are you? How's your day? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and actually, some of my most difficult clients ever, I've never yelled at a client except one. And finally, I just, I lost it. Remain walked in and, and <laughs> I was just yelling at him on the phone. And I was like, you are like ruining your like you are your own worst enemy what is wrong with you why are you doing this uh, because he really was he was going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars and he just like because he was throwing a fit and wasn't wasn't able to see like what was happening and and finally um like he came around his wife was just like i don't know how you do it 
<laughs> I just don't know how. And they bought me a diamond necklace at the end. Whoa. I didn't know any of this, but this is one of the things where there were so many things happening that was emotional yes. and, and that were triggers. And I had the five agents. I was the only one that was left that could, that was able to continue to work with them. But I absolutely adore them now. Yeah. And we have so much respect for each other because I was compassionate when I needed to. I, I sat back and I tried to understand where is this coming from? Like, and, and I always had their best interest at heart. I was patient and, um, but tried to guide them to like in the right direction without forcing them to do anything. And they totally respect me. We're friends now. Um, I think the world of them and they think the world of me, <laughs> even after my, my rant on <laughs> yelling at them. Well, it's a great, but that, it, I think that's the only time it'll ever have to happen. But um, it's also a but, great story on how you can turn things around. Oh yeah. Right. And and luckily I was working on that deal with another agent that was incredible. Um I I don't think there could have if there were any two other agents and Jason says the same thing. He's like that deal would have been dead in the water months ago. Like months and months before it happened because it was supposed to be a 20-day escrow and it turned into like a a 20-day cash and it turned into like a four month <laughs> but it's like i mean if there was something that could go wrong it did yeah. and somehow between the two uh, the two of us agents and and both of the clients we we all managed to to work every single issue out our lender was amazing like and and he jumped through hoops for us it just all worked out but there was a lot that had to, that went into that deal to make it to make it go through it almost fell through a hundred times. Well, you know, talking to you is such a treat, as I said earlier, because you've been in the business and you, you've 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 survived. I mean, I can't yeah. even imagine the stories. But one of the things I learned uh, early on is in these transactions that are difficult, which is basically all of them. Right? Um, yeah. Occasionally, one's easy, but mostly not. Um, it's and this is things I, again. I would tell agents, and that's the way I looked at it myself is it's never over until the agent gives up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. pretty much. I mean, there's a, there are some things you just, you can't do anything about. Um, like, I think there was one th uh, example, French Montana's house. Um, uh, they, we were in escrow and the buyers, we were, uh, they just, they didn't like the floor plan. They thought they did. And I came up with every solution, tried to, I was like, okay, you could do this. You can make one of these. Like, and they tried to come up with every solution for it. And they were like, I cannot have the primary uh, bedroom on the ground level. And, and we need every bedroom up there. And we need this number of bedrooms. There simply wasn't enough room. I thought about turning the media room. There was a theater that was also attached to one of the bedrooms. You can open this up. You can do this. And they were like, we, we can't do this floor plan. And I was like, Okay, well, I've, I've come up with every solution on, on this one, and I, I just don't know what to do. But luckily, we, we got another offer, and, and it was even a better offer. So it worked out. But on that one, I was like, I, don't, I can't change the floor plan. I mean. No, and, and, that's a, and for those that are listening, uh, uh, thinking it's an easy game, <laughs> these, are, these are not unusual questions. Like buyers don't understand, some do, but a lot of times they don't understand what it takes to change a house. Like 
yeah. what it means, uh, the HVAC system or the, you know, the structure or, or, or bylaws <laughs> or, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you have to as the agent. Here, here's a question that, that I have to ask. <laughs> I have, I got 14 questions <laughs> I was going to ask you, but I haven't even touched on one of them because it's, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's such a, no, it's a treat talking to you like we would be talking if we met, you know, and talked about things. So yeah. how, I, how much time do you have? Because if, if it's a half hour, we're done. Um, no, I'm okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Okay, I've so. got, I've got, uh, lunch with Jason after this. So. Jason. But well, uh, he can wait. It's Jason, fine. Jason, you, you're on a <laughs> podcast with me. I know. <laughs> I see him every day. It's yeah, fine. really. Tell him to go work out some weights. All right. He's, he's not looking as fit <laughs> he, as he used to. Yeah. Go, go run to the gym really fast. It's right next door to the office. Oh, uh, perfect timing for a perfect location. Okay. And I'll go through these quickly because these are things that people really like to know. Um, this one I, I think is the key to everything is were there entrepreneurs in your family? No. Okay. Uh, we, we were raised very, um, it was very blue collar mm -hmm. from Indiana. My parents were both teachers. Um, my dad was also military. It was very, you know, okay. everyone around me was like factory, um, whatever. By the way, a lot of our successful guests who agents come from that kind of a background where they had to figure it out on their own. Yeah. Uh, and nothing was given to them. And and right. that, that's clearly that works because <laughs> a lot of the guests have come from that. Um, before real estate, um, what were you doing? Radiology. Really? <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, yeah, I worked in an ER um, and did x-rays, CAT scans. Okay. And, you know, I liked the fast-paced environment of mm -hmm. ER, but um, I ended up getting into real estate when I moved out to LA, um, because, well, kind of, I got into, I started to see that part of the industry a little bit. Uh, I moved out. I was an idiot. Didn't have a job first. I thought I'd decide where to, to, uh, live first for my son and I, and then get a job that was nearby in one of the hospitals, but they were giving sign on bonuses everywhere, uh, um, in the, in the country at that time except LA. <laughs> um, and I didn't know that because something happened with one of the hospitals, which there were no jobs available, like at all, not even no sign on bonuses, no jobs wow. in, the, in my field. So, um, so I ended up working at a loan for a mortgage broker as mm -hmm. a loan processor. A friend of a friend did me a favor, gave me the job. And I saw that side of the industry. And then, um, I got into real estate because I, after many years of moving around just because I loved the whole process, um, and of finding that gym and seeing different areas and pockets of LA with different architecture, I would just move nonstop. And finally I was like, idiot, stop doing this. I'm uprooting my family. Just get your license and make money. Stop hmm. spending money on so, so much moving fees and, and costs. So, um, yeah. Cool. Well, and this is, I guess, again, I, I hate to have to ask questions you've answered a million times, but it, the viewers may not have heard this answer yet from you. So how has being on Selling Sunset affected your career? Oh, it has um, helped and made it more difficult. Um, I would say that it helped because obviously I get so many new clients now. They can, I don't, I almost don't even have to prove myself um, and, and tell 
my story and what I've done because people automatically see it Mm -hmm. on the show. They like me on the show. And so clients from all over the world, um, I get new business that way just because they've already seen my work ethic. They see um, how I do business. So they just call me up wanting to work with me. So it's great. And, yeah. But I also have to spend a lot of extra time vetting people because there's just as many or more uh, just fans and, and kind of fake buyers that simply want a tour of L.A. and to see all the luxurious <laughs> homes with with Mary. And so um, so they they submit fake proof of funds. They wow. do all kinds of stuff. Just it's insane. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't really get it, but um, you can just come up to the office and say, hi, I'll take a picture with you. I'm like, please don't waste my time. Don't say that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we have to spend a lot of time just for our own safety Um, at open houses. You have to be very careful about our safety now. Um, So there's a lot of things that like we didn't think about in the beginning that, that we have to be careful of. We've had to take our phone numbers off of, everything mm-hmm. um unless we give our business card that has it on there we can't have it on our website we can't have it on and that's how agents do business that's how people reach you mm-hmm. so it's made things difficult too as as helpful as the show has been it has made things a little complicated again going back to the fact that you're an experienced agent the, you know this is something you learn in the early years i'm sure mary qualifying because yes. just because somebody wants to see a house doesn't mean they're a qualified buyer, or because somebody wants to sell a house doesn't mean they're motivated. Exactly. So you have to Absolutely. qualify, right? Okay. 100%. All right. I, 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 I really try to stick to a half hour, so I'm cutting out a bunch of these questions to the ones I like. Okay. okay. All right. What's been your biggest success in real estate? My biggest success? Um, I would say... I would say, um, again, like as in a property. Um, probably, if uh, it could, it's kind of open ended. It could be about how it affected you, or or, or property, or you know, kind of. Listen. You know, I think I, I think that um, it it all came down to Doheny, where I got married, uh, hmm. for multiple reasons. Okay, I got the client. From someone I met during a pretty rough time in my life, and he was so impressed with how I handled everything and and how strong I was like during that that time that and and he's followed my real estate career um, he he referred me to to his friend who happened to own the um, the Doheny house ah. and where I got married yeah. and they were so impressed with my work ethic. Um, even showing it, I told him that nothing is going to get in the way of, of me selling this house. And, and even though he's letting me get married there, it's not going to interfere with me selling it um, or me showing it or anything like that. So it was a no-brainer. People asked to, to see the house. So I was like, well, I, I've made him a promise. So of course I'm going to do it on my wedding day. And, <laughs> and so he was, he just laughed. He was like, I, I really didn't mean you had to do it on your <laughs> wedding day. There are other days, but, but I sold it. So, um, and he was so impressed that he then gave me, uh, referred me to his parents who I told they were like a $9 million house. Um, and then his parents 
referred me to their neighbor because um, they loved what I did. There was a top agent that had the listing before, couldn't sell it. And um, I took the listing. Actually, this happened on both of those homes, on my on Doheny and on this other one. Um, they were both very good agents that had it before, but just couldn't sell it. So I came in, I ended up selling it. Um, he referred me to the neighbor. The neighbor referred me to somebody. I probably have five or six deals out of uh, from this one interaction. Um, and then now these clients are getting ready to sell their home and buy another one. Both are within the thirty million range. So, this, so, um, so like this. <laughs> it it just comes down to I think integrity, like integrity and hard work and getting your clients to believe in you and trust you and. I remember I saw that episode. I don't remember which one it was where you're doing this during your wedding. And I thought this has got to be one of very few um, <laughs> women in real estate who can do, who can pull it off. The yeah, wedding Jason and actually real told, They called Jason first um, and they're like, hey, um, can we get in? Um, I know that like she said, like there's like something going on. Can we can you show it? And he's like, no. No, this it's her wedding. You got to show it tomorrow. And they call me. They're like, I know you said. I know, like, there's a an event this weekend, and he really had no idea it was my wedding because wow. uh, we just said it was an event. So he's like, it, this guy's only in town. Like, he's leaving tomorrow. We have to get him in. He's really interested. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, what did Romaine say during all of this? Uh, uh, he didn't know what was happening. Oh, I <laughs> he was he was off with the guys, okay. uh, like getting ready. Yeah. He didn't know. Um, I unless Jason told him, I don't yeah. really know. But afterwards, he was like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> I was like, eh, "It only takes a couple minutes, so. right? It pays well." <laughs> uh, and and I was here anyway. I'm All like, right. I mean, if if someone asked me to leave and go like 45 minutes away to go show a property, I probably would have had to say I can't. Like we're on a time schedule, but yeah. I was there. It was yeah. kind of worked out. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so as I said, I try to keep to 30 minutes. I'm down to one last question, and I, I, again, it's it it's because I think it, it it's a way for you to um, describe yourself in other ways. So number one part was. What has been your biggest challenge? And the number two part is, what did you learn from it? My biggest challenge is learning to delegate. Okay. Realizing that I cannot, even though I, I think I can do anything and, and everything myself, you get to a certain point, you can't. Like, if you want to succeed and you want to give your clients full attention and be focused on the things that, that need my personal focus. I can't do everything um, from all the marketing and, and um, I, you have to get a transaction coordinator and, and have an assistant for marketing, have an assistant for social media, have an assistant for like, there's so many things going on in my life, like with filming and, and mm -hmm. collaborations and, and my, focus needs to be on my clients mm -hmm. and with all these things press like everything like it's it there's too much to do um for one person so i have a hard time delegating um i always feel like i can do it better <laughs> and um but once i have a good team around me it makes all the difference because there are so many small as you know so many things that i don't need to be the one personally doing pro uh, the majority of things, just daily tasks that need to be done. I need to be 
face to face with my clients. I need to be doing the showings. I need to be doing the negotiations. Um, I, I'm not going to delegate those to my assistants, but um, but some of the stuff, uh, I mean, they can do. And and it took me a long time to realize that. It's interesting because one of the podcasts uh, that I listened to is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who you probably know, Gary V. Yeah. And one of the things he said about about people, uh, successful people, is they usually don't hire assistants soon enough. Yeah. Right. Because uh, Jason told me because I, I, I still, no matter how successful I get, I have something that we call a money twitch, uh, <laughs> and because I'm just I've I've been poor right. so like my life, um, like when I had my son at such a young age. And so I really value um, a dollar. And, yeah. I, and if I don't have to spend it, I'm like, I can do this myself. Why would I pay someone else to do this? And But the thing is, I, you're more successful when you do. Finally, just suck it up and get, get an assistant where they help you succeed, right. where you can go out and get more business. You have the time to do that. You have the time to focus on, on your clients and, right. and make things happen. Right. I think that's the that's yeah. the best way we can end this because if you have a successful team, you Mary can go out and do what you do best, and you don't have yes. to do the stuff that you have to do, but takes up time. All right. So first off, a real pleasure meeting you this way. Um, um, you're lovely to talk to, and I can understand why you're successful. Uh, and I want to thank you for uh, for setting aside time for this. I know you just got back from vacation. There's probably people at your door wondering why you aren't talking to them right now. <laughs> but it's I, I'm sure I'm sure I'll have quite a few uh I'm sure missed calls will. in the end and text messages after this. But um it's all good. It's been such a pleasure talking to you too. Likewise, and maybe we can do it again sometime. So thanks, Mary, and all the best. Thank you very you much. Too. Okay, bye now. We'd like to thank Mary Fitzgerald and you for joining us today. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe on your favorite podcast network or on our YouTube channel. To get in touch with us, you can do it one of two ways. You can email us at info at rewithhd.com or on our website, rewithhd.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.